0: MX Network Production.
1: Welcome to the Pulp Hockey Show with Ray Ferraro and Steve Mathis. Support the show by clicking the Amazon banner on polpocky.com before shopping. Follow the show on Twitter at @polpocky, subscribe on iTunes and find us on Stitcher or your favorite podcast app. Oh.
0: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Pulp Hockey Podcast. Thank you for listening. World Junior Edition, more than NHL right now, because our guy Ray has been uh, deep into that tournament calling it. And uh, we thank everybody for listening. Pulphockey.com. Get it on Stitcher. Get it on iTunes. Anywhere you get podcasts from, leave us a uh, review. Recommend it to a friend. Uh, we thank everybody for, uh, for listening, man. I'm Steve Mathis. With me on the line, as I said, former NHL or TSN lead color analyst, Ray Ferrara. What's up, Ray? How are you?
1: Uh, I got a day off today, so I'm good. Um, it's been a busy, busy couple of weeks getting prepped for the tournament and then starting the tournament mostly two, d- two games a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, but it was at home this year, which is a rarity for me. Uh, first time ever, that's how rare. Yeah. And um, I've had a really good time. I've really enjoyed it. It's been fun to be around family for. Yeah. Christmas and um, and the new year. And by the way, Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, best of luck to everyone in 2019. And uh, now I get a uh, day off today and four games in the next two days, and then uh, it's back to the NHL.
0: Yeah, for people who don't know, uh, how many years have you not been home for Christmas,
1: basically? Uh, well, I started doing this in 2012, okay so which, is the, <laughs> which is the Christmas of 2011.
0: Yep. So there we because, go. So,
1: so when they say, like, this is the World Junior 2019, mm-hmm. even though it started in 2018. So um, I started doing it in, in 2012. So I miss Christmases of, uh, since 2011 uh, that, uh, at home. Now, in several of them, um, well, the ones in Toronto and Montreal, um, I was able to get home for Christmas morning uh, like i 'd get home on the twenty fourth at about noon uh, and then home for Christmas Eve and Christmas morning and then leave on the uh, at about the eleven a m flight back to toronto and um, that was christmas a uh, couple years we 've been overseas uh, and the, and the family has come Cammy and uh, our boys riley and reese and it 's been awesome. Like we've had, we had one in Finland, uh, one, in Hel- yeah, one in Helsinki, one in Malmo, Sweden. I mean, they were awesome times. So that's been cool too. So it's, um, but it's nothing like being home, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So this tournament, well, let me let me start with the big controversy first, Ray. Not the Canadian loss last night, but the autograph seeker next to the penalty box that you shamed into making a sign. Uh, asking for you <laughs> for an apology. Um, that that was a funny moment.
1: <laughs> well, I guess so. I mean, I didn't shame him into making a sign. He made the sign because he felt like he wanted to, or he wanted more attention. I'm not sure what. <laughs> I just don't. I don't think it's cool to be sticking an autograph thing mm-hmm. through the, the glass to ask a player in, in the middle of the game. In the game now. Yeah. Yeah. In in the game now. I I I guess if the players want to sign it, fine. I guess. But that would be if you if you allow that, that means it's okay for guys that sit right by the tunnel Mm -hmm. to reach over and hand stuff to the guys on the on the bench. Right? Like this is a I, I understand it's entertainment. Like I understand the sport is entertainment, but it's also their job. It's also Work and now for these kids, it's not their job, but it's in, for a lot of them, it's the biggest thing that they'll ever do. So maybe it's fun for them to sign. I would have never signed. know <laughs>
0: I can imagine. There's,
1: there's, <laughs> there's not a chance. Now the guy that was sitting there, he had those tickets as best as I can tell, for, for the entire tournament. Yeah. Right. Like I, yeah. I, I, I think I saw him there every game, and so. I guess he felt like, "Hey, look, I can get autographs. Why not? And if the guys want to sign them, great. Why not?" So, I, I, I don't, I don't really. Lo- I mean, oh, I love it. I don't love yeah. it. I don't, yeah. I don't love it. That, and I said that. I just, yep. I would never sign it. Yep. And if I were coaching a junior team, if I were coaching a team in the World Junior Tournament, my players would not sign. Yeah, I would say, guys, look, we got enough to worry about. Let's just. Let's just watch the game here. Let's. You should be pissed off that you're in the penalty box, mm-hmm. not signing an autograph. Pretty soon guys are asking for selfies. I mean, like, look, we all know how this rolls here, <laughs> like what's going to end up happening. <laughs>
0: right. Now,
1: last night, apparently in New York, some fan was just giving it to Crosby yeah. in the penalty box. And after the game, he signed a stick, and, or between periods, I, I don't know how he would have gotten it there, and the PR guy brought it out to, to this fan. Now, that's not in the game. Like those are two different yeah. things. If Crosby wants to sign one in the, um, you know, in the hallway, mm-hmm. fine, go ahead. Guys do it all the time. Guys are, are constantly doing other things in the context of the game, but not while the game's going on. So it became a big deal, and I got ripped a little bit. off oh, did guys you just having yeah. fun? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, of course.
0: In in two thousand eighteen, yeah. you can't. You always get ripped for something, right? Like.
1: Or something, yeah, and right. it's twenty nineteen.
0: Oh yeah, oops, my bad.
1: Yeah, and so um, like you, all, yeah, I, I didn't. It didn't need to be any more than I didn't agree with the guy signing this, uh, getting signatures. If the players want to sign it, sign it. I don't give a damn. Take pictures if you want. I really don't give a <laughs> crap. I don't care. But my opinion is, my players wouldn't do it.
0: I'm with you. It's ballsy, and I'm surprised the players were as accommodating. I really am because, yeah, they're in the penalty box, man. It's a game you know like
1: well i'm yeah. i'm surprised i'm surprised there wasn't anyone there from the arena staff to yeah. say hey yeah. buddy look you you just can't do this i mean it doesn't have that's the thing it doesn't have to be a big deal hey buddy during the game you can't do this
0: yeah yeah well he made a sign he put it up next there he said i am sorry gordon ray <laughs> so yeah which yeah. and the sign wasn't very done very well either by the way
1: well i don't i don't <laughs> care how he did the sign or anything like that i just it became more than it needed to be and for yeah. You know, he yeah. got on TV, and he probably had. I hope he had fun at the game. Like I, right? You know, like I had said when the sign got shown on my Twitter account, or however you know, posted yeah. on my Twitter. I, I hope he's having fun. Right. I I hope he enjoys the games, but I just don't think it's it it should be allowed.
0: Well, uh, let's dive into the tournament a little bit. And as I mentioned, uh, Canada losing in overtime to Finland. They get a late goal. Finland does to tie it, and then they win in OT. Um, kind of a shocker for sure to, to to come away and say Canada was not going to meddle uh, in their home on their home soil would uh, definitely not something I would have taken um, their offense kind of dried up it looked a little bit to me i by the way I didn't get all the games down here in America I was very pissed about that but right. uh, but uh, anyways it looked like the offense uh, dried up a little bit from from the preseason once and uh, yeah break it down for us
1: well yeah it did it did dry up for sure their power play was was not very good um, They they didn't make any changes to the power play, um, which uh, not in personnel and or the way that they set it up, Mm -hmm. which in in my mind um, was a bit of a mistake. Um, It's not working, and unfortunately, in a tournament, you don't have a lot of time for it to work itself out. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, on a technical standpoint, like they didn't use the player in the bumper spot up between the circles. Mm -hmm. He was basically. Um, a prop. He wasn't involved in the power play. They passed it around the outside. I think if you look at the best power plays in the NHL, it goes into the bumper spot. I call it the post, like basketball. Into the post yep. out of the post. Into the post to the other side. Into the post down low. You get the penalty killers moving Nothing, around.
0: Uh.
1: Canada didn't do that very well. And they, you know, the, that top group finished 0-16 in the tournament. Um, for the most part, their forwards, after the... A couple of big nights, they really had dried up. Um, they didn't get a whole lot of offense out of some people that they that they thought they were going to get from. Um, you know, they. I, I thought Cody Glass was was Canada's um, best forward. Um, he had six points in the um, in the tournament. Uh, I thought Owen Tippett had a good tournament, but we're talking about guys here, Glass and Tippett that had two goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett Leeson had three. But two of them were in um, in the first game, which was the fourteen nothing win against um, uh, against Denmark. They scored nine goals after the Denmark game. Yeah, 10, ten counting the quarterfinal. So in four games, they scored ten goals. If you take away that fourteen to nothing game, they got two goals in the tournament from their defense, um, one from Ian Mitchell and one from Noah Dobson, and that was it. So offensively, they, they fell short for sure. Mm. And in the end, um, as much as you can say checking and defense win, you've got to score. And they just couldn't.
0: Yeah, they just couldn't do it. Um, and Finland is, is – Finland is all – like, you you know, you talked about Sweden. We'll get to Sweden in a second. You kind of foreshadowed their tournament last week on our show, by the way. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they've got to be asking themselves what else they can do, right, um, uh, as far as their program. But Finland always puts up – I mean, they're just – you can see in the NHL right now they've got a ton of great guys. They are always give you a good game. Finland does all the time.
1: They do. They always are a nation that plays bigger than they are um, – you know, for a long time they they put out goalie goalie goalie, goalie mm-hmm. and now they're putting out just star forwards, and now we see more defensemen that can really play so the way that they're developing their players, the way that they're um, encouraging them to play, um, opening the door for their skill, um, coaching that skill, um, however they're doing it is paying. Massive dividends for mm-hmm. them. And even if you look at their team this year, um, so they have on defense, they have uh, Earl Vakanainen, who is a Boston first-rounder uh, on on the blue line. Uh, they got Henry Yakayaru who is a first-rounder by Chicago. Um, I'm just looking here because I nope, that's it for the first-rounders. Mm-hmm. Up front, they've got a bucket load. Hapaniemi is a second-rounder, um, like a high second-round pick to Florida. Rasmus Kupari is a first rounder to L.A. Ellie Tolvenin is a first rounder to, to Nashville. Capo um, uh, Kako will be one of the first three picks of this year's draft. Anton Lundell will be one of the first three picks of next year's draft.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's on one team. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And so, and the other thing that they do, they fight and claw and scratch as well as Canadians do. And that's something we've been really proud of, mm-hmm. but the Finns do it every bit as good as us. And they've done it that way since I was playing. The first time I played internationally um, was a game, um, I think it was in Sweden. No, I was in Finland. We played a pre-tournament game um, before the World Championships. I went over as a rookie, and I just played the pre-tournament stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'd never played the Finns before, and I'm like, who are these guys? Like they were dirty <laughs> yeah. and chippy and fast, yeah. and you know, and that's really kind of part of their. I think it's part of their core. And so, you know, the game last night was going to be a close game, we would think anyway. Yep. The Finns beat Canada five two in the pre tournament. Um, uh, I don't know. I I would say for the most part yesterday the Finns played a a game closer to the way they wanted to play.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yet Canada had, at one nothing, Canada had a breakaway by Brett Leeson late in the game. Stopped. They had the penalty shot by Max Contois in overtime. Yep. Stopped. And then, of course, they had the wide-open net that Noah Dobson had and his stick broke in half. I mean, on five seconds before Finland wins the game, that game is over. Yeah. Dobson's going to shoot that in the empty net. And his stick breaks in half. It's a, it's a terrible break. And when those kids think about this tournament, no matter what else they think about, they'll come down to Dobson's stick breaking and say, you know what? Yeah. It didn't even really matter what else happened. <laughs> yeah. But that that was the game there. Um, you know, the Finns only only goal they scored on Mikey Di Pietro was, you know, as, as lucky as you possibly could have. Yep. And. That's sports. That's why sports is the best reality show there is.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Right, and uh, and there's so many what ifs and what could have been, and and these guys will all be thinking about that. Um, D P. Pietro...
1: We'll even go back. Yeah. A f- sorry, go yeah. back a few days. If they beat the Russians, they play, play Slovakia in the in the yeah. quarterfinals. Right.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And 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 when they lost to to Russia on the late goal, you know there was lots of talk and lots of things that I read where it's like, uh oh. This is – path got a lot harder right here, you know? Um,
1: well, so. if you don't win your group, you know, you get into those two, three games, yep. and they become a lot more difficult. And I, I think we saw even the United States beat the Czechs yesterday 3-1. Three, one, three one. That was 2-1. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was 2-1 until they got an empty netter. And so, you know, it's not like they had an easy goal. I, I thought that te- – I'll tell you the team I felt w- the worst for was – with Switzerland, and I thought, "Oh man, you know they played really good mm-hmm. in the preliminary round they don 't deserve this, and then bam, <laughs> they knocked the Swedes off
0: yeah, um, well before we get to that um, so i 've been reading online that some of the some of the players are getting social media flack, of course all that's what all these kids are on social media nowadays, and like relax everybody like holy smokes right
1: um, well well Steve not- it's you know I had um, you know i've i've got a 12 year old and you know and of course a lot of their days revolve around what you know what are people saying about mm-hmm. them and you know and you know i in my accounts get just ridiculously cruel stuff said at some points and so but i can choose to just block people or delete it or ignore it and for the kids that's really part of it's part of their life really mm-hmm. right whether we think it is or not they they want to be on Instagram. They they want to have Snapchat. They want to they want to get eventually. They'll get to a Twitter account. Like there's all these things that are there for them that are part of their part of their upbringing in the way that they're going to grow up in a world that none of us grew up in. If somebody didn't like us before, they would just tell us yeah. because there was no way to send a chicken shit message through social media or to bully through social media. And so Max Comtois. Uh, became a very polarizing player for um, mm-hmm. Canada. He um, you know he's big and strong and powerful. Um, he he's a real emotional guy. So you know he got he got nab diving in the one game which he just shouldn't have done. Yeah,
0: it he was made, it he, wasn't a good look.
1: No, it wasn't yep. a good look. No, nope. and he's going to have to eat that one. But he's 19 years old mm-hmm. and he'll grow out of that. He, he will. Yep. He'll just grow out of it. I can guarantee you. He thought of that after. And spoke, you know, talking to his family and they'll whatever they're going to tell him, but you grow out of it, you go, yeah, you know what, that wasn't so good. Maybe your brother tells you, or maybe your dad tells you, and you go, yeah, you know what, I shouldn't do that anymore. But he went in, he got picked to take a penalty shot, and he missed. And he's just getting savaged on social media. And yep. it's bullshit. Yep. Because it's got, I, I hope that kid can look at that and just say, you know what, from today backwards, I'm not going to look at what anybody wrote about me. Like I I hope he's able to do that. I don't know if I would be able to. Right. I think I would probably want to check anyway, but (laughs) hopefully he can just look and go forward. Because unless he didn't try to score, which of course was not the case, he did what he could, and the goalie made a save. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, that is sports. And there's a there's a great quote about being in the arena and being out of it. And those being out of the arena, whether it's a football field, yeah, whatever. Or yep. politics or whatever, unless you're in it, you don't, you don't know what it's like. Like I, I've taken a penalty shot like Contois had to take with actually bigger ramifications than that. It was at the World Championships, and I had to score against Russia or we lost the semifinal game. I that, that was mm-hmm. the last shooter. I had to score or I didn't. And I remember going out there, and then the next thing I remember was tripping over the goalie after the puck went in. <laughs> like I, When I got on the bus at the end of the game, the, yeah, our like, families right. our families were there, and they said, man, I was so loud. What, I didn't hear any of it. I had just, whatever a zone is, I had gone into it. But, to as I was skating out there, I remember my legs were, like, shaky. Sure, yeah. To to shoot. I can't imagine the pressure 19-year-old Max Contois felt Mm -hmm. skating out there to take the shot. Because it can be anybody on the team, they picked him. And so you know, you're in overtime. I score, we're in the the semis. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, the game wasn't over, and it, you know, that crazy turn of events or, or sequence of events happened a little later on, but he doesn't deserve what he's getting today.
0: Yeah, none of them And were. I wish yeah.
1: people, I, no, and yeah. I wish these people could, could take a breath and just understand, but my guess is most of the people that are just ripping them are younger people.
0: Yeah, yeah you, who are also making stupid mistakes.
1: Just, yeah. You know, like, and, yeah, and so now I would say, you know, like, say, well, how do you fix it? Right back into grade one and grade two and grade three, there needs to be programs in our schools developed as part of the education process about what social media is and what it can do. And it, some people might say, oh, that's ridiculous. That's the parent's job. No, it's not, because it's in every facet of what these kids are going to do as they grow up.
0: In 2019. Got, yes. got it. When we were there, <laughs> yes. what
1: the hell was the difference, Right, right, like, right. right. You know, but now this thing just exploded onto the scene. It's like Facebook. Nobody knew what the hell it was all about, and look how powerful and how well um, divisive it's become. I mean, it's it's a cesspool, yeah, and well, it's out of control in a lot of ways.
0: I mean, I have I have forty thousand followers on Twitter on my other account, and you have over two hundred thousand. And I'm sure I've gotten ripped by people. Out of things that they have said that are out of line, and then I go and look at this guy's profile, and he's like a father. And I'm like, wow, you right. have to be, you have to be a special pot pe- person to to say what you're saying and be like a father. I'm just like, oh, it's so well, what, bad. What
1: I what I see when I when I check back at that too, Steve, and you know you mentioned, and you're like, oh, I because I half expect it to be a a 25 year old guy that's had a few beers and he's yeah. Been, you know shredding me away and um but then i look and it's it's somebody that's older their profile picture is their family and i'm like damn are you teaching this to your family yeah
0: yeah it's man. that's the part
1: that really bugs me
0: yep i'm with you um okay but anyway
1: if if you know somebody that's bragging on that oh yeah i ripped com on social media or i man i i gave it to this player or that player tell them they're being stupid
0: Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, semifinals are set: Russia, USA, Finland, and Switzerland. As we talked about, the Swiss with the upset over Sweden. Um,
1: who do you like? Well, <laughs> I, I, it's a, the Swiss have played really well in this tournament. Like it's an it's an upset that they're in the semifinals, mm-hmm. but it's not an upset given the way that they've played last year. Um, Christian Volvan, their coach, told everybody, of course, when they played Canada that they weren't good enough, they couldn't win, they, you know, they didn't have a chance. And someone asked him, what are you going to tell your team? And he said, exactly that, mm-hmm. which, of course, I didn't, I didn't agree with. <laughs> and when I talked about it on TV, eventually I met Volvin, Yep. And we had a quite a long talk, and he showed me some charts and graphs and the emails and, um, about what Swiss hockey is trying to do. And basically, what they're trying to do with thirteen to fifteen thousand junior players. And so the team last year, as he explained to me, was really young, and they felt that this year they would be really good. And he was bang hey, on yeah. in both cases. They got thumped by by Canada last year in the quarters, and here they are in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. They're fast. They've got skill. They've got a really good goaltender who a lot of people would probably be more enthused about or talking more about if he wasn't five foot ten. His name's Luca Hollenstein, and he reminds me a lot of UC Soros, who's the um, the Nashville yep. goaltender who everybody has told us and told us at the tournament when he was playing that if if Soros was six feet, he would have been or, or six two, he yep. would have been a first rounder, and Nashville got him in the fourth round. So this kid is is a good goalie. I think the Swiss can win. Um, I think they can win their. Um, I think they can win their semifinal. But mm-hmm. the Finns, getting through like they did yesterday, might just blow the top off a couple of guys that haven't sure. done very well for them. And I'm I'm looking at you know Ellie Tolvanen who doesn't have a goal in the tournament, um, Rasmus Kupari who is. Um, first-rounder, as I mentioned, to L.A. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a goal in the tournament. Uh, Jesse Ilonen, um has one goal in the tournament. He's really good, but he hasn't done a heck of a whole lot. And, um, and I thought it was Hepa best game of the tournament. Those four guys, those are high-end Finnish players that I think can help carry the day for them. I think Swiss can win. I think the Finns will win. Mm-hmm. I think the gold medal comes out of the other out of game. Yeah, and, yeah, And I do think the Russians have an exceptional team.
0: USA seems to be playing better as it goes on.
1: Yes, do they do. Yeah. Um, and well, certainly doesn't hurt getting Jack Hughes back in true. the lineup. Yes, true. Um, the, the one thing the U.S. is going to have to do to win with their speed um, is they're going to have to open up the Russian defense. And I think it can be done. Um, even in the game last night, the the Slovaks, um, man, they had eight or ten grade-A chances. And I don't know if it was because the Russians were up 4 nothing and they stopped playing mm-hmm. or if those chances were there anyway. But the, the craziest, best, most fun game of the tournament was the Swiss and the Russians, and it was 7-4. And, Steve, it was wild. That was the game that um, the Swiss ended up with two penalty shots on the same on the, on play. On
0: the same play. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, man. And
1: so it was, yeah. it was a wild game. I think there were chances there for the U.S. I think Russia, I'm going to pick Russia, mm-hmm. um, and then I'm going to pick Russia to beat the Finns and the U.S. to beat the Swiss. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So that my, right. it, next week we can check in. I think it's Russia, Finland, U.S.
0: Um all right uh sounds good let 's get to some Twitter questions. I specifically asked for world Junior stuff, so let 's get to some some of those before we cover yeah. a few things on n h l and then we'll let you enjoy your day off here uh Coulter Weeb says, Ray, you always say it's not your job to care about who wins when you 're broadcasting n h l games. Do you feel like you have to care when it 's canada oh
1: well, i don 't have to care i 'd like them to do well i'd yeah. like them to win i mean it's it's my home you know i i of course i would i i I do know that. Um, as, I, as I broadcast the tournament that, you know, I, I try to keep in mind all the time that these are kids. I'm less critical, I think, than I would be of, of NHL players. Um, and, I, and I remember in a lot of cases, these are the most important games that these kids will, will ever play. Um, like that's one side of the equation. So I'm trying to be as neutral as possible. But, yeah, I want Canada to win. Of course mm-hmm. I do.
0: Right. One thing, uh, a tradition at these tournaments is when the home team is not playing, the arenas are empty. I mean, there's Canada overseas with, you know, basically nobody there. Uh, right. But to me, and, and this is just a broad uh, sort of look because I haven't tuned into every game, it looks like the fans are showing up for everybody. Uh, it looks really good as far as the attendance the and the Canadians uh, loving in all the games.
1: The attendance has been outstanding. Okay. And one of the one of the things, Steve, I uh, I hope the organizers of this tournament and you know have you know kicked themselves in the rear end with their own foot, but is that you can't jam the tournament in the same place all the time. Mm-hmm. So they went to Toronto, Montreal twice in three years. Then they went to Buffalo in the fourth year. That's too many times in too short a span in. The same place, yep. basically. Um, the tournament in Montreal never sold well. They, the tickets were were a little hefty, apparently. The ticket packages were too expensive. They priced them right out here, but this tournament hasn't been here since 2006. So people had an appetite for it. They mm-hmm. wanted to see it again. And the people have had, uh, it seemingly anyway, have had all kinds of fun watching games that don't include Canada. Yep. Yeah. And so the, to your point, the attendance has been terrific. And I know the organizers in the two host cities, Vancouver and Victoria, are thrilled yeah. with the way it's gone. Uh,
0: on that note, Sean Peterson asks you, Ray, should the World Juniors just be an eight-team tournament? Uh, obviously, Denmark's been getting its teeth kicked in, or got its teeth kicked in. Yeah. Pakistan, um, not much better. Um, what do you think?
1: Uh, I will say no, and, and here's the reason. You know, we hear from the NHL all the time. We're playing these games overseas to grow the game. And if you want to grow the game, then you have to grow it for as many people as possible, not as few. If you have an eight-team tournament, then Denmark and Kazakhstan and Germany, um, who is coming up next year, and Belarus, they'll never get in. And if they never get in, do do kids Mm -hmm. aspire to play, or do they just fall by the wayside? And you can say, well, what does it matter? It's not very. Well, if you're trying to grow the game, you have to grow it. And if you didn't grow the game, would Nick Ehlers be in the NHL? Would Oliver Bjorkstrand be in the NHL? Would Freddie Anderson be in the NHL? I don't know. They made it anyway. Mm -hmm. But I think it's imperative to include what you can i would never grow the tournament past the 10 teams i understand from a pure competition standpoint that denmark was clearly a yeah. uh, you know a step below and now they're down as we tape this one game to nothing in the re- relegation tournament uh, or series if you will to uh, kazakhstan so if they don't win the next two games they're out and they won't be back next year
0: something i so, read don't uh, oh, sorry
1: I, I was just gonna say yeah. so it's a, it's it's I understand the question, I get it, but I I think for you you can't say you want to grow the game and then don't grow the game.
0: Right. And it can't
1: so, be lip service.
0: Something I understand too is if you make this into the into the world juniors and we've seen the, the countries, you know, rotate themselves as they win the the B pools or whatever they got to get yeah. to get to it. Yeah. Uh, they get a substantial amount of money for their hockey programs. So like yes, the Denmark, sure. yeah, so the Denmark guys are getting money you know to just make it into this tournament so they're happy as far as that goes you know well
1: they're happy but it also helps support the program, mm-hmm. which is really what you're trying to do again we want you know you want the best players you want the players to to be the best they can be right. and some of that is that you're going to end up with with this right and and look it it's no fun to watch a game it's no fun to broadcast a game yeah. it's no fun to play in the game
0: yeah how was that Denmark game for you <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was a tough one.
0: I turned it on at some point, and you and Gord were—you guys were—I t- forget what you guys were talking about. But I, I well, said to my wife, not the game." I said to my wife, "I said, look at the score. Let's what these guys are talking about." I think it was. might have been just about the weather or something.
1: It might. It might have been about what
0: the weather. I forget oh what yeah, it was,
1: it was raining pretty hard that day. Yeah, I think so it probably
0: was, right. Uh, Bronson Goodfellow says, "Do countries consider selecting?" Entire lines uh, or defensive pairings from junior teams from junior teams to intre- increase team chemistry. Is that something?
1: No, that, no they don't. No. Um, and, the, and the reason they don't is, uh, well, there's just so many good players. Yeah.
0: That
1: yeah. It, it, well, that's one reason. Another reason would be rarely do three players that would be eligible to play all play on the same line. Yep. Yeah. So you might yeah. have two nineteen year olds and an eighteen year old one of them might be an overage player that can't play anyway mm-hmm. um one of them might be a european right like but, so i think it's it's more complicated um you know i understand the um uh i mean, cause you got you know that that's a thought the, the, theory, like, the theory, yeah. Yeah, yeah the theory of it for sure but yeah. right. but um yeah no that's not uh that that's nothing that really gets put into the hopper
0: uh, question from Chris Faber: Who had the most shocking performance from a player that nobody was talking about pre-tournament? Oh boy! Um, Somebody jumps to mind. Well,
1: but the the problem is, what nobody was talking about. Nobody really knows the, you know, the Russian players, right? Because they're all nineteen-year-olds. Yep. They never bring younger players um, to the to the tournament. Um, if I were if I were to pick a guy for me that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, would be Alexander Romanoff. He's a, just turned 19. Um, he's a defenseman with the Russian team. He's a Montreal second rounder. He's been as impressive as, as anybody for me that I didn't know because I hadn't seen him before. Um, I would say there's a, there's a draft guy, draft eligible guy for the Swiss, uh, Valentin Nussbaumer. He's number 18. I think he'll get picked this year. Um, I had never seen him play mm-hmm. before either. So those would be yep. a couple of the players um I'm just kind of wandering through here. I mean I the people hadn't heard of. I mean every, you know, I'm I'm assuming people had heard of Capo Caco, but maybe not but he's going to be at the top of this year's draft. He's a he's a fantastic player. He's just 17 years old. He's like he's a tank already. The guy is really good. But those would be a couple for me that um that stood out but the but Romanoff is yep. You know Romanov's the, the one for me.
0: Watching that Russia, obviously the stereotype of Russian guys is they don't want to get dirty, they don't want to get into the corners. They, you know they want to make 14 passes before they score, and that's a stereotype, typical Russian thing. But I watched that game, and and they they were giving it back as good as they were getting it. <laughs> the Russians, yeah,
1: they don't uh, the. the... I guess the view of the Russian player has changed a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, they're more emotional than they used to be. They they show more emotion mm-hmm. than they used to. Um, I think they play, you know, they've morphed, as much as we've morphed into a more skilled and European game, yep. they've gone the other way too. Yep. You know, they've, they play a more direct game, I would say, than they've ever played. But it's still a... It's still a European game, right? But that's that has changed for sure. Uh,
0: absolutely. Uh, anything else on the World Juniors before we touch on some things that are happening in the other league?
1: Well, I will say that um, every year I tell you this, Steve, how much I enjoy the tournament. Mm-hmm. I've I've loved it again this year. It's been it's been terrific hockey. I mean, a uh, disappointing from the standpoint that Canada is not going to be in the you know the semifinals because that takes some of the zip. Out of the tournament as mm-hmm. well, but um, man, it's been it's been terrific hockey. It's been fun to do again. It's you know I'm I'm always proud of the the work we do because it's hard mm-hmm. and we try to do a really good job with it. And I'm looking forward to the semis and the and the gold and bronze games and then it's going to be crash course back into the NHL. I hear they're still playing.
0: Yeah, they're still. So, the Leafs have no goalies. Update. Yes, the I,
1: I read that this morning and I thought, <laughs> "Hmm, that seems to be a complication."
0: That's a little bit of an issue right now. Yes. Have you have you had uh, Bob and Odog and everybody over for Christmas drinks? Uh, they're
1: coming tonight. Oh, okay. Um, uh, we have got uh, we have got a collection of folks coming over tonight. Oh, cool, so awesome. As soon as I get off the phone here, I I see my wife is Scurrying about, and,
0: uh, so. and and how many chirps will you get about about Cammie's Hall of Fame stuff and gold medal? Well, <laughs> oh, who knows what these
1: guys will say? It, see, I don't think very much because we're feeding them and, okay, and right. giving them stuff to drink. So right. you know, you know how it, it, you could say it's it's like forced bribery, but. Um, you know, that they'll have to be nice, but yep. when they leave the door, I don't know
0: who knows. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Uh, all right, everybody. Paul com podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Ray Farrar on the line. Let's get into some stuff that I got to get your opinion, your take on Jim lights, president Dallas stars. He ripped into uh, Ben and said again, effing horseshit. shit, you know, all of that, you know, the story, everyone who's probably listening knows this story. Uh, the NHL PA put out a, a press release. Uh, Gary Bettman said he didn't like the profanity. Jim Neal's kind of just sitting there, the GM. What's your take on all of this?
1: Okay, well, we'll start with the comments first. Um, totally uncalled for, totally unprofessional, really surprising um, that, that Jim Lights, who's been around this game for a long, long time, mm-hmm. would think this is at all motivating for the players. What it is is once it comes out and Sagan and Ben read them, all I can do is put myself in their shoes, right. and it would be like, F you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Just do whatever it is you do, and yeah, I'm trying to play better, and I will play better, but it's sure as hell not going to be for you. I don't give a damn about you. Yep. Um, what, what he's done there is put, in my opinion, is put everybody but the players on one side of a fence. Because Jim Lights, as the president, is the representative for everybody, mm-hmm. whether whether it's true or not, in the player's mind, he's the representative for everybody. So, if if I'm Ben and Sagan, my my thought is that this was signed off in some degree by the owner,
0: one hundred percent, right? Yep.
1: Yeah, it was Tom Gallardi? Jim Mill must have known about it, right? He yep. had to know about it, like you're, yeah. And so that becomes representative of the organization and what they feel about you. And that's fine. Neither of them have had fantastic years. I mean, mm-hmm. Sagan last year was outstanding. This is two years in a row for Ben, and I'm sure they, they are concerned. But there's another way to go about it. And the players will always turn inward. They'll always – it's like any tribe. Mm-hmm. You will turn inward. You will, who do you trust the most? And it's the guys that are doing the same things as you, and that's that's generally yep. I would say the way the players will look at it. And so I'm not I'm not seeing at all how it's helpful as far as the NHL PA's uh, statement. I'm, I I don't know what that why the PA has to be involved I, I, in all. It I, was like it's just
0: I was with you on that. I'm with you on that. I'm just I'm like, like really guys. Like,
1: yeah, w- w- <laughs> don't you have other things to worry about? It's like they didn't. They didn't do anything to supersede any player's rights, yeah. which is what the PA should be guarding. They didn't do anything to um, know, mean, undermine the uh, the revenue stream, mm-hmm. right? Which yeah, is another yeah, thing the yep. players got to be protective of. Yep. I, I didn't. I just didn't see where they were. I mean, be. to
0: me, it's a it's a boss getting upset with a, an employee you know it, the comments you know like you said i i'm probably with you like they're not going to do anything but that's what it is ultimately and all of a sudden you got to weigh in like hey don't criticize our guys like i don't yeah, know I yeah i just
1: i just thought it was right it um, was just dust in the wind
0: yeah, it's it's pretty crazy because you know, like you said, everyone had to be on board with this from the owner on down, and, and and I'm sure they've had some private meetings and tried to get the players to play better. But you know, looking at their stats and their their, their analytics and everything, uh, the Dallas is you know on five on five. Those two, the, the team's been uh, they've been good on five on five with those guys on the ice. And like to me, I was kind of reading some articles and like they haven't been that bad. They haven't been effing horse shit.
1: Well, you know what the problem I mean? is you're like, paying. Yeah. Well, like, the problem is you're paying them nineteen or twenty million dollars. Well, I know, but yeah. and and so they're expecting more. I get it. Yeah. The problem is the team isn't good enough around them. I did the. You remember early in the year there was a Leaf Dallas game. Yes. It was a crazy wild game down there, mm-hmm. and I remember saying a few times during the game that as I see this Dallas team, the thing that really strikes me is it's a one line team. Mm-hmm. And so. They can be fantastic, but they're still a one-line team. I mean, the, uh, Ben and Sagan can be fantastic, but they're a one-line team. Yeah, and they're still going to be. Yeah. And so that that's really, to me, is the is the biggest issues they have. But I don't know. Uh, I was. I don't, I don't know how you're going <laughs> to fix it unless you get more and better players.
0: I was waiting for Ben or one of the guys, Ben, to say, uh, I'm on my third coach in three years. Maybe you guys aren't getting that right. You know what that, I mean?
1: That's, I mean, <laughs> you open up a lot of things. You're right. Right,
0: right, you know. Like, so I'm, I'm I, trying to play for the third guy for the third system in three years.
1: <laughs> so there's, there's all kinds of problems in Dallas, and I think the underlying one, Steve, is, mm-hmm. is, is frustration. Right, right, right. Um, know, like, they, they expected to be better. They, you know, they they 've not made i think they've made the playoffs once in seven years
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know so you're you're taxing your market when you start to do that i'm sure they've you know they've they've made all kinds of changes to you know to help grow the business to help grow their t v reach i mean they're in a tough spot if you're not good you're in a tough spot because you know Texas is football area yeah. right like that's mm-hmm. that's not that's not going to get knocked away. So the hockey team has to be relevant, and they haven't been because they're not good enough. They haven't been in the playoffs. They haven't been able to build year-over-year momentum. And So that, a lot of this stuff, to me, speaks of frustration.
0: You, um, you've been in the rooms when, when, you know, when things like this go on. Uh, 100% chance, like you said, everyone looks inward and everyone just gives the middle finger to management, right? I mean, everyone's on the player's side on this, in the room.
1: In in the room for sure. Yeah, and yeah. and here's here's the other thing. It's you know, the this stuff about bulletin board material we sometimes read about and, yeah. and I didn't play one game harder than any other because somebody said something about me. Yeah. Or because uh, you know, maybe maybe there's a time when a coach kicks you in the shins and you know, I can remember one in particular that you respond with a really good game, and and likely the coach, you know,
0: had yeah, yeah.
1: you, you know, helped snap you to attention. I was in New York with the Rangers, and I had played a couple of weeks, I think, or, you know, which is four or five games, not so great. And Coley Campbell was the coach, and he pulled me aside in the morning, we had a long chat on the ice, and, you know, it wasn't. But, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a discussion. It was more of a one, right. one way. You know, you got to get going. Blah yep. blah blah. And I got yep. three goals that night uh, against Montreal.
0: Oh wait and a second. What's that? It happened today.
1: Oh, get out of here! Is, I, honestly, I don't know that. Was, is, I know the third goal was against uh, a left-handed goalie, maybe Pat Jablonski.
0: Um. Yep. Jablonski. Wow.
1: Yeah. It's yeah happened. Back-handed. It happened
0: today, January third. This was this day in Ray. January third, nineteen ninety six.
1: I had no idea. <laughs> That's but funny. That is, and, and, and there's no way I would know. I played no, junior not. hockey. Yes. And so um, the third one was a backhand. The pass came from behind the net, and I beat him up over the glove. Uh, he was so he caught with the other hand. He caught with yeah. his right hand. Right. Um, but anyway, that would be one that I remember, um, where the coach directly spoke to me, yeah. and I think it probably. You know, help me zone in a little bit, but mm. this here it's was so explosive, I can't imagine it had anything other than the opposite effect, yeah, which is yep. okay guys, this is us here we're you know to hell with this, yeah this is garbage
0: absolutely um all right, now next up, uh Ovechkin has said he is skipping the all star game, uh obviously, per the rules, he has to miss a game either before the all star or after I just I mean, I guess we've we've talked about this every year. We talk about this, and uh, just the All Star Game is lost. I mean, you played in one, and they, they they were so good to watch when I was a kid. And maybe I'm just older. I don't know. But,
1: but Steve, I think you just you just scratched over okay. what I think is the most important thing here is that the All Star Games were probably not very good.
0: Okay, they weren't. All right.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. but When I was a kid. Yep. I used to be right into them. I remember in high school, there was a player, Norm Barnes, that made the all-star team. It, he was on the Flyers that year. They started out 30-0-5. Okay, yeah. And he made the all-star team. And my buddies in Trail, BC, where I grew up, were all Montreal Canadiens fans. And they were, they were sour. that I, I think Guy Lapointe didn't get on the team okay, or yeah, Larry yeah. Robinson or somebody like that. And we were arguing about the all-star roster because we were right into it. And I was like, man, this guy deserves to be on it. And mainly I was arguing just because yeah. they were Montreal fans. Right. But anyway, my point is, now the rosters got released yesterday. I looked at them and went, eh. Yeah. You know, like, oh, Mitch Marner's not there? Gee, I think he should be there. Oh, well. <laughs> and then I moved on. But yeah. there are kids that are fired up about this. Okay. And it, And the people that will go to the all-star game, and the festivities that are around it. Um, I took my sons Matt and Land to one game in Denver. Um, oh, I don't know what year it would have been—about 2000, I think—and we went. You know, like we took a day and went skiing because it was my All Star break too. So yeah. we went. We went skiing and then. As we were coming down off the mountains up in Breckenridge, uh, we, you know, we were driving our way back down. The only thing they were concerned about was getting to the Fan Fest so we could shoot pucks at the targets and, okay. yeah, yeah, and yeah. sign with the players. And, you know, you go wait in line to get signatures. And, and they loved it. Me, I'm standing there going, "Holy crap!" I'm standing in this line of 150 people to get somebody's autograph, so I can go stand in the next line of 150 <laughs> people. Yeah. but they loved it. You couldn't, and so
0: you couldn't like skip the I, line because of who you were. You couldn't like get special uh, treatment because of who you I were. I
1: didn't. I, I just kind of, no,
0: okay, I'm right. I, I I mean, not
1: like that. Right. And uh, so we, we yeah. ended up, um, we had a great time, and so I understand people are. They get up in arms every year about this. Mm-hmm. As I've gotten older, I think I've understood more and more that this is not about whether it's supposed to be a great hockey game or not. What it's supposed to be is fun, and it's supposed to be a good show. The most popular sport in America is football, and that all-star game is a crap a, a, show. A train
0: wreck. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. It,
1: And there's no way to save it. Yet every year they have the, they have the Pro Bowl. Mm -hmm. Right. So you can't tell me that the the league is hurting themselves by promoting an all-star game. Absolutely not. The sponsors get to get wined and dined. The guys that spend a bucket loads of money uh, on our sport. We have um, players that, show up to have some fun with their families, and it's still a big deal, even though the game isn't representative of being the very best in the game anymore because of the way the yeah. teams are picked. Yep. Um, and the, the people that are in the host cities, they love it. Until people don't go, then you got a problem. It's just like the Winter Classic and or the outdoor games. I think we're all past the novelty of it.
0: Yep, I agree.
1: But there were 70,000 people at Notre Dame. So they're going to have it. Um, And when they have the game next year, uh, I think there's, where's the one that I read about next year? It's kind of... uh,
0: Regina, uh, Dallas. uh,
1: Yeah. And the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. Like these are, these are huge events in the local economies and will draw huge revenues, way bigger than one game will draw in the regular season. And that'll all go into hockey related revenues. Yep. And the people will have a gas and that's, that's what That's it's all about. True. I find that people argue two sides of the same argument all the time. Oh, this is garbage. It's not a real NHL game. It's outdoors, the ice. Um, and we want more fun. Oh, yeah, that game was fun, but it wasn't a real fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It,
1: it's like it, it can't yeah, you, be both.
0: I see your point. Absolutely. Um, what about O V skipping it? Um, just, just, yeah, I don't want to go.
1: Well, if they want to really make it punitive, then to make sure that he goes, make him miss five games.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. But to I, miss one game, I get it. Look, the guy is, the guy's not getting younger, right? He's, you know, he's not forty-seven, but he's mm-hmm. not getting younger. He played until late June. He's wants a break. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And so his team is willing to play a game. Like he didn't go to the team by himself and say, "Oh yeah, I'm not going." And the team said, and they got into a big argument. You know, like they had to support this.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Can you imagine though you you yourself like you look you weren't ov level player but you were a good player you would have gone to every All Star game they ever asked you to
1: Yeah, like, of course <laughs> but but that's I think that's the point yeah, yeah is that these guys have been to a billion of them yeah yep. they keep going and you can't argue that Crosby doesn't that Crosby goes every year because I believe he's missed and Malkin's missed too like there, there are times when these guys just get worn to a pulp they're in every event. They don't ever get a break. Guys like me, yeah, you bet. I'm flying. I'm playing in New York, and I'm flying to San Jose for two days. You bet I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To play in the All Star game. Ovi, is like, I'm not flying out there. Forget it. I'm exhausted. Yep. Yep. I don't have a problem with it.
0: Yep. Um, all right. Um, I was going to touch on Ottawa, but let's just move on and do your. Yeah. Um, because I don't know that whole arena situation is. Depressing.
1: Well, that's yep. one thing. That, the next thing that's going to come to Ottawa with Ottawa is going to be that um, they're going to start talking to Mark Stone and Matt Duchesne in the next 10 days or so yep. about their contracts. And yep. uh, they've got to make decisions before they get to the trade deadline with both of them.
0: Uh, do you remember I was saying, hey, look, Red, they're playing really well. They're not going to finish last overall. Remember? And you were like, nah, their roster's the weakest. and wow. yeah,
1: No, just give it time. That's yep. why it's an 82-game yeah, schedule. Yeah, they're,
0: only St. Louis is worse than them right now. So
1: I mean, they f- – They try hard, but they're just not good enough. And now they've got Craig Anderson out in goal. Um, You know, so they made a trade yesterday, basically to get Anders Nilsson, who's not had a great year in Vancouver, but But he's um, better than what they got. He's younger and bigger than Mike McKenna, and so they probably think maybe he can help. Hold the position for a while too, and you know they're they're doing what they can. But yep. um, the real the next big thing, as I said, is about yep. Mark Stone and Matt Duchesne.
0: And Sackick is checking the standings every day.
1: Yeah, it's ch- funny. It went quiet for a while, but all of a sudden, Joe's going to be in the uh, oh. Joe's going to be in the lottery because of the trade with Ottawa. Yep. and and Brady Kachuk quieted a lot of those. Uh, comments for a while Mm -hmm. because he's had a fantastic rookie season but i said at the beginning of the year i would have let um i would have let that pick go so it would have been wiped off the planet now they're going to finish near the bottom of the league maybe at the bottom of the league and not have a first round pick yeah or not have the lottery pick they might be able to get a first round pick from somebody else yeah yeah but they're not getting one into the lottery
0: yeah it'll be high if they get one um Uh, All right, so as you said, this day in range, January 3rd, 96, you stepped on the lead. Uh, Colin Campbell pulled you aside and uh, had a one-way conversation with you. Well, you got a hat-trick in a 7-4 win over the uh, Habs where you were playing for the Rangers. Uh, Kovalev and Robitaille just getting all the assists. That's a nice line, by the way.
1: That's a nice line, yeah.
0: And you got an assist on Kovalev, on Kobe's goal. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, 7 4 with an empty netter. Who who
1: did I get the first couple goals on?
0: Uh, see that uh, on there? Yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, uh, Tebow. Oh,
1: yeah. There you go. Tebow had a rough,
0: rough game. Um, isn't, wasn't Tebow a right handed catcher also?
1: No, Tebow caught left handed. Okay, all right,
0: all right. So, uh, and yeah, Jablonski came in, and so you got one of the goals on him. Um, yeah, so that was it. it was a great day. Oh, three go. goals, three goals, one assist, uh, plus four, seven shots on net. Um,
1: yeah, that didn't happen very often, I'll tell you. The seven shots thing. Yeah, that didn't happen so often. So yeah. actually, it, the three goals happened nine times out of twelve hundred and fifty-eight games. So I wouldn't say that happened very often either.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's f- hilarious that you brought that up, and it happened today <laughs> in '96. <laughs> so. Uh, all right, everybody. Well, uh, thanks for uh, listening again. Thanks for thanks for making time for us, Ray, this week. I know you're super busy, like you said. So um, dive back into the, uh, into the final uh, games of the World Juniors and then uh, get into the NHL. And, and we'll be back next week, everybody.
1: Yeah, we'll be back for a full one next week again. I hope everybody, as I said earlier, has a great start to 2019. Thanks for listening. And uh, keep checking us out. Let us know what you think. And uh, Happy New Year, Steve. We'll talk to you next week.
0: Sounds good. Thanks, Ray.
1: Later.